good Tuesday evening. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies Tuesday Night Flight. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in a big responsible chair for right now. The boss BJ will be joining me shortly. Uh, We're going to be here for a good time, not a long time, but a good time. So sit back, relax, screw your wig on tight, kick your feet up, and let's get into this show. Uh, first and foremost, we got to put something out there. Uh, the, the the young lady, the five-year-old child, five-year-old girl that was involved in Britt Reed's uh, car accident, former Kansas City Chiefs linebackers coach and Andy Reed's son, uh, he was involved in a accident that put a five-year-old in a coma. Well, got the word late last night that Ariel, Ariel Young is awake from her coma. So that is great news to start off the show. Uh, feels good to say it. And being joined by the boss, BJ. Good evening, good sir. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Good, good. Yeah, that that's that's really good news. I saw that um I saw that pop up on my news feed today on uh when I was scrolling through Instagram and I was just like, man, that's that's really, really good news. But it doesn't um you know, it doesn't um it, it just highlights the fact that we still got off with a basically a, a not even a slap on the wrist, you know, it's like a an airwave slap. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, what's not being done for certain people? You're absolutely right about that. Absolutely, positively right. I want to know how is it that you know he he refused to take a breathalyzer. He admit that he was drinking. He admit that he had took medication, and you still let him walk away. Hmm. Hey, man. You know, like I said, it's um, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, the lady that uh, the white lady called the police on uh, the guy, black guy at Central Park, I believe. That, you know, she was charged with filing a false police report. She got off. You know, they dropped the charges on that. So it's like just sit back and look, and you you see the um. You see the article, the black couple went to get their house appraised and then they asked their, their white friend to do it and the price increased five hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, it's if you don't want to hear what we're saying, then get the fuck off the show. This is our show. You know, I, I don't really you know what I'm saying, it's just, you know, this is what we're putting out, this is what we're talking about, this is what it, what's important to us and what raises our eyebrows, you know, if you don't see the pattern in this country, and it's just a pattern that you just you get sick and tired of seeing and knowing that, um, unfortunately, you know, and, and this is just my opinion, the marching and the, the peaceful protests, it's not, not going to solve anything. It's going to take something drastic, and I'm not, not going to say anything over the air, but it's, it's going to take something drastic and um, unfortunate for things to change. I mean, this country is so deep. 
into his ways. Um, there was a, a clip where two police officers didn't know their body cam was on it and talking about basically what they, you know, what they want to do to the Black Lives Matter protesters and stuff. And they talk about putting them on administrative leave. No, they need to be fired because um, they've already told you their way of thinking. Their, their way of thinking is already not fair towards people of color. So why would you keep them on the force? They're sworn to protect their, to, to all people, not just who they favorite. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm waiting to see. What's his first name? Is it Brett? Brett. Brett. I, I'm waiting to see some type of punishment from the league. I mean, we've seen punishment. Ray Rice, Kareem Hunt. We've seen countless other guys go down in this league for far less and far worse. And But it it's always seems like the punishment is lighter, um, you know, for for people that are not my skin complexion. And that, that is an issue. And it's, it's a hot button issue. And, you know, it seems like nobody really wants to talk about it sometimes. But I, we, we're for the shits. Exactly. We're for the shits on sideline junkies. So uh, I'm, I'm just really glad she woke up from a coma. I'm, I hope she makes a, a full recovery. But the Kansas City Chiefs owe that family. And I'm not talking about free tickets to Arrowhead. I don't fuck that. They owe that thing. And you're absolutely right. And everybody is saying that they owe the family more than just uh, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, now, my ass. Granted, Reed is not a part of the organization anymore. I get that. But this happened while he was a part of the organization. Exactly. Retribution has to come. So, well, bro, where you want to start at? You want to start NFL or continue in the NFL or you want to jump over to the NBA real quick and talk about your Wizards winning back-to-back games? Let's talk Let's talk about because the, the, our NFL part is going to be a, a long, way longer than the NBA part. So let's, let's jump NBA. Let's jump local Washington Wizards. Um... I'm happy anytime this team wins. Um, like I said, I'm going to say this over and over again because last season I I, I killed Bradley Bill so much. Uh, if you heard the shows, you, you know I did. Because I knew that what he's doing now was there. So um, anytime the team wins, I'm happy. But I'm disappointed at the same time because I know this team could be where me and KG predicted it at the beginning of the season. Um, And I'm going to keep saying this until it happens. Um, If it happens this season, who knows? But Scott Brooks has to go. This team needs a, a, a coaching change. Somebody that, like I said before, they can squeeze all the juice out of their lemons. Put put lineups together that can work and not be this timid, uh, the the MH Rundy Asylum type of coach. That's not what this this team needs. That's not what Bradley Bill needs because you're going to set a bad, bad example if you have this type of coach 
and your young guys, Rua Hachimura, Avdia, I think that's, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get his name right. Um, you know, all your young guys come in and, and don't have any discipline, don't have any structure, it's going to be an issue. Um, this team can beat any team in the league. When, when, when they're running on all cylinders, and I know people probably looking, looking at me cross-eyed, you know, they're not going to beat the Lakers in seven. I'm not saying that. But this team is playing on all cylinders. Everything's working. The mojo's going. They can beat any team in the league. So they should be way, way better than what their record shows right now. Um, and that lets me know that they're not getting coached properly. They're not getting coached properly to put in that effort night in and night out. So my Wizards, um, I'm trying to pull up my my Bleacher Report stuff now. Um, yeah, they beat the Rockets yesterday. So, you know, Bill had 37. Uh, Westbrook had 16, 13, and 15. He had a triple-double. 8 for 22 shooting. That's a normal Westbrook. 0 for 3, three-pointers, 5 turnovers. So, Bertans, 18. Robin Lopez, uh, 12. So, you know, they're getting they, – they, it's coming, um, but it has to be better. Um, while I get this alarm real quick. Sorry about that. I'm the only, I think I'm the only house where people just set random alarms on their phone and then walk off into the abyss. Because <laughs> no. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the alarm to go off and I peek around the corner, there's nobody there, it's just the phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I guess I have to, to uh, turn this alarm <laughs> off. Okay, well, but um, KG, I just, it's frustrating, man, because like I said, they can, they can be so much more than, than their, than their record. Um, what are they eight? What are they? Now? I'm trying to find their record now. Um, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to eight find eight and seventeen. Eight and seventeen. Thank you. Eight and seventeen. They have to get on a run just to get back to the eighth spot. Just to get back to the eighth spot, and that's when we did our predictions. Um, I said sixth, seventh, eighth seed. That's where I had them. That's that's where I had them. Right now, the Wizards are fourteen, second, second from the bottom, just above the Pistons. Now, don't get me wrong. The Raptors are only twelve and fifteen. Okay, it, it's it's early. You can still make some some ground up. You got probably the hottest player in the league right now, Bradley Bill. Um. But I just I don't believe in the coaching. And, and, and look, I said I, it's nothing personal against Scott Brooks. He's probably a really good guy, but he's not the right coach for this team. They have to get somebody in there, preferably. Um, I don't know. I was gonna say a younger coach, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they need to go younger, older, more established. Um. Get somebody in here that can work with the guards. I, I I don't even know who they should get, but it's just not Scott Brooks. So um, the Wizards, their last ten, they're five and five. 
Um, they're actually only one game off in a five and five. The last ten, the last ten games, the best teams you know, are six and four. The uh, the seventy sixers, the Nets, the Knicks, and the Hornets are all six and four, which is a five and five. They're not, they're not five, they're not that far off. They have it. They have a team. I know the COVID thing hit them earlier. They lost some players. They had to cancel some games. Uh, I know Bill had a rest night the other night. You know, which I, you know. I grew up watching NBA where there are no rest games. So I, I I still don't I don't like that. I understand it, but I don't like it. So for me, KG, I'm still waiting on the hammer to come down on Scott Brooks because I really feel like this team is underperforming. Um the Knicks are that six seed. Um your Bulls are in a ninth spot, eleven and fifteen. The, the the surprising team for me are the Heat. They're eleven and sixteen at tenth. I really thought the Heat were going to be a top five team, so that's really surprising to see that they're not there. Um, but KG, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on, and it's a lot going on in the NFL. When we get to that part, I know um, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, two players that come to mind that they're basically holding off to basically find out. I guess where they're gonna where they're gonna go, where they're gonna be traded to, but can you blame them, KG? Not at all, not at all, bro. Because Andre Drummond, for one, what he did in uh, Detroit, he gave his heart and soul to Detroit only for them to let him go. That gotta that, that gotta be you know sticking in his crawl, and I, I can understand if it does. Uh, he's going to wind up out of Cleveland. Uh, I've heard many places. I've heard I, whispers where the Lakers might even try to get him because Anthony Davis may be out until All-Star break because he aggravated his Achilles. So, you know, you it's, it's people that want drumming. As far as Blake Griffin go, how much does Blake Griffin really have left in the tank? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to tell – when you're playing in a dumpster that is the Detroit Pincers, I'm not calling Detroit a dumpster. I'm just calling the organization right now where they are. Like, if you're, if you're, look, for whatever reason, I don't, I mean, I'm not a Blake Griffin fan, but I don't, I don't hate the guy. But at the same time, you got to get tired of playing for these teams that just have nowhere to go. They have, they, they have no upside. The season is already lost. They're last in the East. And it's just like, you know, Blake Griffin is coming to the end of his career. I, I think he has a lot left if he gets to the right team. Um, but it's just like, I don't, I don't, I just don't blame him. Um, I, I, I didn't get to hit all the Draymond Green, Green rant. He basically was saying, the, you know, how the treatment of the NBA players and the hypocrisy of things, you know, um, and I agree with them. Nobody wants to play for teams that just have no upside. They just want their five, 10,000 fans every night, get their revenue, and they're good. They have no aspirations of winning, being relevant, anything. Um, so I, I don't, I, I think Andre Drummond, he signed with the Cavaliers though, didn't he? 
Let me make sure. De- defeated by the mute button. No, you good. You good. I think uh, I want to say Andre is going to sign with Detroit because I was trying to figure out why. I mean, you're not Detroit. Cleveland. And I was trying to find out why, you know, when I, when I saw that, I was like, why would you sign with Cleveland? Like, that? that's, that's I guess it's just money. That, I remember thinking that. No, he was traded. He was traded? He was traded for Brandon Knight and John Henson in a 2023 uh, second round draft pick. Okay. They traded him a year ago this month. Okay, so maybe I'm thinking about somebody else. But it's just like. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Andre Drummond was a double double machine in in, in Detroit. Um, you know, it's not look when you get to a team, it's not not your fault that the team can't build around what what you have, and they're not making savvy moves and stuff. Like I said, it's it's levels to everything, and some teams just don't have a good personnel guy, a good GM to make these decisions, draft right, and the team. You know, like I said, you just putting out a product. You know, that's embarrassing, basically. Um, but Detroit had that, and they let him walk out the door seven years ago. Who was that? Joe Dumas. Yeah, I mean. Now he's working in Sacramento. And he's the interim executive vice president of basketball operations. All right. And the chief strategy officer. So given some time, Joe Dumas is going to put a winner together. In Sacramento, the same way he did in Detroit. I agree. I'm not letting a guy like Joe Dumas walk out the door. Not, I'm not going to do it. No. Mm-mm. After what you've done, you put together a mini dynasty with those early 2000 Pistons. You pulled off a deal to get Rasheed Wallace the day after he was traded to Atlanta. You pulled off a deal to get him. You, you, you know. You revitalized Chauncey Billups' career. Um, you took a flyer on Rip Hamilton. You unloaded Jerry Stackhouse to the Wizards for a young Rip Hamilton. You got Ben Wallace. and turn, He's full-time defensive player of the year. I mean, it's so much that Joe Dumas gets credit for. How do you let that, that man walk out of the building is my question. Well, things happen like that, too. I don't know the exact reasons why Joe Dumas got let go. But after watching the last dance and just watching how ownership and the executives, you know, feel like, you know, oh, I want credit for this. He's getting too much credit, this, that, and other. Now, I'm not saying that was the case, but why? Yeah, I mean, why would you let Joe Dumas go is the question. But, on, you know, like you said, man, he put together a team. Not only did they win a championship, they beat the Dynasty Lakers to get that championship. Like that's a hell of a one. That's a hell of a team to put together, and that's a hell of a team to beat to get your win. That's true, absolutely true. I just, I, 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 I don't know how much Blake Griffin has left, and you know he he came in the league as a high flying dunker. He really didn't have – he had to develop – if you can't uh, evolve and be like, okay, let me um, – I can't jump as well as I used to because of knee injuries, but let me learn how to play under the basket. 
every every power forward that ha has ever come to the league. Remember, Chris Webber was a dunker. Uh, Carl Malone was a jumper. But later in their career, they learned how to play under the basket to basically be nailed to the floor but still be effective. These young guys think they're going to jump for 20, 25 years. Vince Carter did it, but what did Vince Carter win? We talked about that last show. But too, his game didn't evolve. Like, and I understand what you're saying, but sometimes your game, your game is what it is. It's not, you know, it's not nothing that's going to evolve. So... Hold on a second. I'm trying to see what, what Junior's doing. What do he do? He said that he took the piss and just dumped it all over himself. Okay. Well, we got we having potty issues in the Johnson household, so um, yeah, that's what I said. Um, but man, what was I talking about? <laughs> Blake Griffin and his game being what it is. It, it is what it is. He he can rebound for you and, and look. I, I just look, he's only averaging 12 a game, but he's in Detroit, bottom of the Eastern Conference. He's the new generation of players where you just turn it off. They, it's not like the NBA we grew up watching where you had a bottom dweller, bottom dweller team and you still had a, a star on your team that would go out and ball every night. It's not like that with these guys no more. They turn it off. They're not interested. I guarantee if he get traded to a contender, not even a contender, a, a, a team that's just relevant, that's going to make the playoffs. I guarantee that number jumped to probably close to 20 points a game. I guarantee you that energy will come back and everything. But right now, it's just like you look around and it's like, can you blame it? It's like nothing's here. We don't even have a chance. So, you know, it is what it is. It's going to be interesting to see what becomes of Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, um, and whoever else might be on the on the block to get traded because, you know, some teams that need some front court help, and the Wizards are one of them. Um, you know, I think even with the Wizards being second to the bottom in the East, to go play with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal and that young team and knowing that, you know, you're not that far off from hopping right back in the top eight, I think that's an interesting, you know, little deal, but – you will see, KG. Yes, indeed, we will. And I mean, you just said something that, that's intriguing to have him come here and play with Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook. That might be pretty damn good. That might be that might be good. You got a young nucleus, you know, you got a, a, a young bull. I mean, Bill is still young. Westbrook is still jive young. So you got young bulls here. And him coming to be the third, that's the big three right there. I think they might they might be fit. I, I won't say top four, but I'll say at least four to I'll say five to eight. That's where the Wizards could go with the, with that that type of lineup. But they gotta stay healthy. Have to stay healthy. Yeah, so we'll see if that happens. Well, switching gears. And, you know, we're not even downshifting. We're going to shift up. NFL free agency is right around the corner. And I'm sure, just like I have a shopping list, I'm sure BJ, Jim, Juni, Delonte, even Allen have a shopping list, what they want their team to go get. So with that being said, let's take a look 
at 10 of the top 50 free agents coming up this season. Now, number one, depending on what the Cowboys do, is Dak Prescott. And I'm just going to ask you this. Are you, if you're Dallas, are you re-signing Dak? Well, let me let me not even put it in Dallas' hands. If I'm Dak, I'm not re-signing Dallas. Mm. Just because of the yo-yo back and forth with the with the contract situation, uh, I, if they franchise me, I would just sit out. I would force force their hand. And I don't think he he he's I don't think he's that type of person to just be like, look, y'all franchise me, I'm done. I'm not playing. So just let me walk. And that's going to be Dallas' fault. They should have secured him. He got hurt last season. I think I said on the last podcast, and still at the NFL for I think two weeks in passing. Mm-hmm. So um, that isn't Dallas' problem, though. They have a horrible defense. So that is just one of the one of the issues. But I'm not I'm not even going to speak for the Cowboys because they should have been done the right thing and signed Dak. If I'm Dak. I'm, I'm letting Jerry Jones know you franchise me. I'm sitting out. That's plain and simple. Well, I can't blame you for that because I, I think you know, out of the way you treated me the last two years, you won't pay me what I what I what I feel I'm worth. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't want to be here anymore. The love is gone, and then you know what it's going to turn into? It's going to turn into another Kirk Cousins situation. Franchise tag three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Because you can't come, and you know, as a team, you got to look at how much money you're spending. And uh, what is this? Pro Football Focus. Yeah. They, they, they're estimating Dak four years, 158 million dollars with 115 guaranteed. This is what they're estimating. I'm not giving Dak 158 uh, 158 million dollars for four years. I need you at least for six for that for that amount, and I'm, I'll bump up the guarantee. Where you're getting at least 125, 130. And I, you know, I didn't think if you'd asked me this a year and a half ago, I would have told you Dak Prescott is not the end all to be all when it comes to free agents. He's not that good. I seen what Dallas did without him last year. Dallas was a playoff team with him. Once he went down, the team went down too. He is the straw that stirs the Cowboys' drink. I can agree with that. I, I, I eat my words and I, I agree. He is the straw. That stirs the drink. Uh, number two, a gentleman you talked about, um, Chris Godwin. And everybody's saying that Washington should go after Chris Godwin along with a couple of other free agent wide receivers. But me personally, I don't want a wide receiver in free agency because now every, oh, we need a number two for Terry. We need a number two for Terry. You got a number two. Cam Sims is your number two. He showed what he could do as a number two last year. So I don't see why we need to go out and get a number two and push these young guys back. But Chris Godwin, according to Pro Football Focus, franchise tag, $15.8 million because Bruce Arians said your ass ain't going nowhere during that Super Bowl celebration. Yeah, look, I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going to say that Chris Godwin is established. You know what you're getting. You you, you know the threat he poses. Um, and that would open up. Let's just say if he did come to Washington, that would open up. But that all depends on, like, for me, Washington's number one goal should be securing one of these 
big-name quarterbacks that they can to set them up to be um, the NFC East, you know, dominant for probably the next five years. So that, for me, you know, Washington is in a good cap space position. But, um, you know, I look, this is where, where players get to a point where they're like, you know, I won my Super Bowl run, let me go get paid. You know, and, it, and you know, franchise tag allows you to get paid, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's not the same as that that signing bonus and and you know the money you can make if you sign the four or five year deal. So you know, we'll see with that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in Tampa Bay. Now let me ask you this: You got stuff on D on the, on, on on the left side. Are you getting uh, him or the next gentleman that's on number three on the list? Uh, which is Allen Robinson? Are you getting either one of those guys a free agency for Buffalo? Well, let me let me give you a, a quick snapshot of what Buffalo is looking like. Buffalo's not in a good cap space. They're probably going to have to let Matt Milano walk, which I'm okay with. Okay, Matt Milano definitely a really good player. Definitely, um, you know, with him and Tremont Edmonds were you know was money, but you know I've been hollering and hooting for a while. Buffalo's problem is defensive line. If you don't have a defensive line that can eat up space, take blocks, your linebackers are, are not going to be in the stat sheet. It's not your your safeties and corners are going to be in the stat sheet. Your linebackers are getting there every now and again because, you know, Mavalon is a great linebacker. Tremont Ammons, he's a great linebacker. He's super athletic, so he can make up ground and stuff. But I believe I want to say Carolina released uh, is a Kwan short today. Whoa! Okay, you just you just dropped some news on me. Let me find I, out. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get back to my NFL. Ah, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It says JJ Watt is considering the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Um, Why? Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, Kwan Short is being cut by the Panthers. Wow! So that's that's another bit. look. Buffalo needs a pass rusher. I, I'm good if they bring back if they can get they can work something out and get somebody else to. You know what? No, no, no. Let me back up. Let me eat those words. Let me take my eraser and erase those words. I will be fine with what they're coming back with because I believe Gabriel Davis can be the number two. Um, they're going to have to decide what to do with John Brown. It, it, you know, if he can come in healthy, he, he had some injury problems the last couple of seasons. Um, Cole Beasley, you know, he, he was playing on a, a crack, I think it was a crack fibula, something crazy he was playing on at the end of the season, so he wasn't 100%. So I think if you get this, if you get Cole Beasley 100%, if you get John Brown 100%, because they, you know, they're not going to have to play 100% of the snaps if Gabriel Davis can take the next step, I'm cool with Gabe Davis opposite Stephon Diggs. I'm interested in these edge rushers, okay? I'm, I already went down the list, and I saw J.J. Watt is 20. Um, it was somebody else on the list that I was looking at that I was I didn't know. Oh, Shaq Barrett. Um, but, you know, they, they had him re-signing with the Buccaneers. He's 14th on pro football focus list. Um, and they said they're gonna have to get creative with his contract because you know they they got a lot of people to sign. 
the Buccaneers do. So they're not going to be able to sign everybody back. Buffalo has to address the pass rusher. But back to Allen Robinson, I know y'all y'all been in play. You know, I keep hearing, you know, the swirls around Allen Robinson for Washington. What do you think about that? That's not where I'm looking in the offseason. I'm not mm-hmm. looking at receiver. Like, receiver is in my rearview mirror because I think that I'm not saying that we got the early 90s Oilers, you know, five receivers that can beat you on any route, you know, where you had to, where Warren Moon had five different receivers that could just kill you. We don't have that. I'm not saying we got the posse where we got 3,000-yard receivers. But I think we have a good core, and these guys are good enough that a capable quarterback can say, okay, let me – I don't have to look at Terry 99% of the time. I can look elsewhere because – and then you still got Logan Thomas in the middle. And that's – I thought about that too. I thought about getting Logan Thomas some help with – you know – I was looking for tight ends, and I didn't really see too many tight ends high on this list. But uh, I take that back. Hunter Henry. Henry, Yeah, Yeah, number 10. But I'm looking on the other side of the ball. And when I seen Levante David's name, and all through the playoffs, I said, there's Levante David again. There's Levante David again. And I'm like, him and Cole Holcomb together, because I don't think we're bringing back – Ruben Foster. I don't think Ruben Foster is going to be a part of the Washington football team next year. As bad as I would love to see what he has, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, give me Levante, David, John Bossing, and Cole Holcomb as my as my middle linebackers. That's where I'm looking. I'm looking on the other side of the ball. Okay. And then also I'm looking at safety. Um, Anthony Harris is intriguing. Um, not and Justin Simmons too. I'm looking at safeties. Uh, I think corner, we're good. I'm looking at safeties, but offensively, outside of a quarterback, I think we got receivers. We got tight ends. We got running backs. I just need a quarterback. But the question is, they talking about us getting Carson Wentz or Mitchell Trubisky. Don't want neither one of them. Yeah, that's just if you get one of those Carson Wentz, I could I could give more of the upside to. Like I said, I I had to. We talked about him. I had to backtrack, and I said before he got hurt, he was having an MVP season. So the potential for Carson is there, you know. Um, but you know, we'll see. Okay, we we did. Uh, Allen Robinson, Kenny uh, Galladay is next. Kenny, yeah, Kenny Galladay. Uh. I think Detroit – if Detroit lets him get out of town, they're crazy. And, you know, his franchise tag is $15.8 million too. But I, I think he'll resign. Uh, number five is surprising. And you already know what I'm going to say. The fan side of me for number five is Trent Williams. And the fan side is saying, go get the silver back back and strengthen up that O-line because we need O-line help too. Why would but, you want him back if he told you he never wanted to play for that organization? Why on. would you even want him back? That's the fan side of me. The logical side is, hey, man, I'm sorry. What you did when you were here was good, but we got to move on. And and I'm looking at the logical side. I'm, I'm going more with my logical side now. And loyalty and fandom, it don't win games. I need players that's going to produce. 
and I and I, that's why I wanted to go a different way. I don't want to sound like a fanboy. You know, I don't want to sound like the Homer. And normally that's how I sound. But I don't want to sound like the Homer this time. Let him sign elsewhere. You better than me because the fan and the logical side for somebody that said they didn't want to play for that the organization, I would be like, man, the hell with them. But even with saying that, the highest pro football uh, grade at any tackle in the NFL. Mm. So he still got it. Um, yeah, he do. So uh, next on the list, number six, uh, safety Justin Simmons. They got him re-signed uh, re-sign to the Broncos, five years, $82.5 million. Um, I mean, I don't see why, why, why not. I mean – if you can get that forty-five million guarantee, you know the Broncos are a quarterback away from being back, you know, back relevant. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's so many teams that that just need a quarterback. If they could just get that quarterback, they would be right where they need to be. And Denver is one of those teams. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, and I, I said before, Anthony Harris. They got Cleveland signing him. Four years, fifty-six million dollars. I don't know if I'm willing to spend that amount of money, uh, and that amount of time. I need a guy that I can bring in to see what he's going to do in a two-year frame, and then I'll decide if I want to pay him then. Because we've paid money, we paid money to Landon Collins, and I don't think we've gotten a return on our investment. Oh, not yet. Definitely not yet. Um, definitely something that to keep an eye on in the future to see. If uh, if he stays with the Washington football team, if they part ways with him, I think next year is kind of a show me year for him. If 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 he gets on the field and he's not, that defense doesn't improve dramatically with him on the field. Um, definitely, it's going to be some eyes, you know, open and, and eyebrows raised. I agree with that. So he's coming off injury, so. Uh, Levante David, I said uh, uh, about number eight, and I would love to get him. Uh, Brandon Scherf, most definitely. Uh, four years, $60 million, 37 and a half guaranteed. Brandon Scherf has already said he wants to return to Washington to play. That's no doubt. <laughs> All he got to do is sign. Well, he, he already said it. Yeah, I mean, everybody always says the right thing until somebody offers him more money. Like, more money, you know, 80 million, 45, 50 million guarantee. I mean, he's, um, I'm trying to see his pro football grade, but I believe it's never ranking lower than 12 among guards in the pro football grade. I mean, he's one of the best guards in the league. So, um, yeah, I, 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 would, I would assume Washington would do everything in their power to keep him. Wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, next on the list, something you were looking for, tight end Hunter Henry. Uh, the prediction is him signing back with the Chargers, four years, $48 million, 23 and a half guaranteed. Um, uh, we we it, all can't have it like you. Um, what do you have? Three gr- three. I, not even serviceable. Your tight ends are fucking vicious, man. Crawl no, uh, and Knox. We have three serviceable tight ends. We don't have no tight end that's going to break the game open. We have tight ends that can 
get the job done. That's why it's two or three of them. They don't have one dominant, you know, Gronkowski or uh, no guy like that. No, I, I'll give you that. They're C plus tight ends. I I got them ranked higher than that because uh, Tyler Croft. I, I really like Tyler Croft, and he he's if he can get the ball, it's like if you throw it in his direction, he'll catch it. Knox is like that too. I can't think of the third tight end that y'all got. What's your third tight end? Knox Croft. Don't give me the line. I, 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 I can <laughs> but, see his. I can see his number and everything. I just can't pull his name up in my head. Knox and Croft are, 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 are my guys. I like them. I like them a lot. Um, but I, that's why I say you got a a envious dilemma because you got two tight ends you can go to after Logan Thomas here. I got Marcus Ball, uh, Jeremy Sprinkle, and then Thaddeus Moles. Got nothing, man. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say nothing, but Thaddeus Moss is unproven. Uh Sprinkle, they're gonna it looks like they're gonna use him more as a uh, block. And I thought he was gonna be a receiving tight end because that's what I've been expecting okay. since he was drafted. So um, let's see. Next on the list, another wide receiver. This is a definitely a wide receiver, rich free agency, Will Fuller. Um expected Houston to franchise him 15.8 million. Um I am um <laughs> I don't know if I'm Will Fuller, I'm letting them know if y'all don't shine, if y'all get rid of Deshaun Watson, leave me be I'm not I'm not playing. You know. But, and and then look, we just talked about this with the NBA. It's under the, every player's right. You you your team is Houston is basically imploding. You can let JJ Watt go. Um Deshaun doesn't want to play. They they keep saying they have no Intentions on moving him, y'all don't have a choice. He's already told y'all he don't want to play for y'all. Um, so if I'm look, if I'm anybody of substance like Will Fuller that could command a franchise tag, I'm like, look, I, I want out. Plain and simple, I want out. I don't want to be a part of this. Let me go somewhere where my services could be helpful. Agree. Agree. What is there to stay in Houston for? This team was talked about as Super Bowl contenders two years ago. And slowly but surely, management has injected poison into that team and basically killed off their product. You trade away Don, DeAndre Hopkins. You alienate you your quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And that, I said it uh, the other day. Uh, it was one day last week we were talking about it. And I said, I wish that Bill O'Brien was still in, in Houston because if Deshaun Watson said he didn't want to play, I know we could call Bill O'Brien be like, look here, buddy. I got a wash and dry, stainless steel, if you let me get Deshaun Watson and a second-round pick. And he would do it. Probably. So that DeAndre Hopkins trade was – one of the dumbest trades I've seen in my lifetime. Now, if it was three years ago, and that was uh, what was it? What's the running back name? Um, D- uh, David Johnson. If this was David Johnson from three, four years ago, I could have understood it because he was one of the best running backs in the league because he could run, but he could also catch. Mm-hmm. And when he was catching out of the backfield, he had 
I think a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing. So I can understand it then because you're getting a dual threat. But this is not the same David Johnson that you traded for. No, absolutely not. And you got You you got to look at everybody looked at Bill O'Brien the same way. What is it that you smoke? Is it crack? It's got to be crack. But and my thing is, look, I know he he was you know had the GM title, but at the same time, it has to be some type of checks and balances. It's no, and I I said this when the trade happened. It's no way that trade comes across my desk because you would think the owner still has to approve the financials of the trade, whatever cap space and dead cap, whatever. It's no way. Like I'm I'm rubbing my eyes to make sure I'm seeing what I'm seeing correctly. And I would nicely call Bill O'Brien upstairs. I'm like, you're fired. I don't even want to hear the explanation for you're fired. Get out. Security would have already been waiting when he came upstairs. Like, you're fired. Escort him out. Throw his shit out the window. Don't even take him back down to his office. Like, for real. Hmm. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. He, he should have been fired right then and there, but that shows you how pressed teams are. Management is for the next best and greatest thing. And the thing is, Bill O'Brien, wasn't he – didn't he have a cup of coffee at Penn State? Didn't he replace Paterno? Is that where he made his bones at? I can't remember. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hold on. I'm about to find out for you because – I. I, I wondered why he got hired uh, in uh, Houston in the first place. I just can't remember because, I mean, he's just not that important to me. But he's the quarterback's coach at uh, Alabama now. So he was actually the running back's coach here in Maryland. Uh let me see. He coached for the Patriots in 07. He, he was hired as Penn State's 15th head coach, replacing Joe Paterno in 2012. I think that was his first head coaching job. And at Penn State, 8 and 4 and 7 and 5. He was 15 and 9 in two years. Um, yeah. I, I, what is it that you did? You didn't do well, anything, in my opinion. We, we we try to figure that out with a lot of these head coaching hires. Um, and you just scratch your head, especially when what you passed up to get to these people. Like, for a minute, wasn't it Houston considering um, Luke McCown? Yeah. And it's just like, huh? What? Are you serious? It's like, am I really reading this right now? All these, we're not even on a black and white thing right now. All these qualified candidates out here. And you're going to go, you're, you're, you're considering Luke McCassie while y'all traded DeAndre Hopkins. This is a, this is an organizational, um, this is organizational. This, this type of failure, this is, you know, this is bigger than just, you know, Head coach of GM. This is this is this is upstairs. So more power to the Houston Texans. I hope no one goes and plays for them. Really, I, I really do. After how they treat treated DeAndre Hopkins, 
Um, they let J.J. Watt go, surprisingly. Um, but we're going to see. I think this Deshaun Watson thing is going to get messy, J.J. Yeah. He's going to wind up either sitting out the season or sitting out the season. I don't think there's any other way. There's no other way to uh, to rectify this unless he sits out the season. Yeah, I, I don't think wow. I don't think they have a leg. I don't think they have a leg to stand on after they release JJ Watt with him. Like you can't even say to him like, "Look, you're gonna go all in this year. You just got rid of your best defensive player." You know, I know he's injury prone to an extent, but uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I was trying to get back to the list, but of course I closed it. Where are we at on the list? Uh, we are at number eleven, if I'm not mistaken. Let me, let me pull mine back up because I moved on. No, we're at thirteen. I'm sorry. And uh, that's... we talked about Will Fuller. We didn't talk about Taylor Moten, did we? No, no, we didn't. No, we're at twelve. Taylor Moten, tackle. Taylor Moten, um, tackle. Uh, they you got him going prediction. Uh, Carolina five years, eighty-two and a half million, forty-five guaranteed. Mm. This is this. I know he said he he's tackle and the tackles. You know, usually make more than the guards, but man, this is it's gonna set the market if that's what that is, man. Yeah. And you know what happens when they set the table, that's it. And and speaking of setting the table, look who's at number 13. Look at the position he plays, look at the money. Look familiar, don't it? And then a little bit more salary base salary than what, what they were offering Brandon Sheriff. Uh, I think it's less. Yeah. Let me go back up. Oh, no, it is less. $60 million. Brandon Sheriff's was $60 million, three and a half, $37.5 and, and Joe Thune is $57.37 guaranteed. Okay. I thought it was more for a second. Now, you want to know something funny? And it, this call me crazy. He can ask but, for more, actually. Yeah, he can. But I would actually scoop him up and have him, Sheriff at right guard, him at left guard. That way I got me two solid guards. And then all I got to do is get me another tackle. Hmm. And I got something going there. You know, I'll find a I can I can plug anybody in. I can plug one of the kids in at center. We'll be fine. But I need I don't need serviceable people on the line here in Washington. I need I need studs on the line. Yeah, you do. You do, or yeah, you do, you do, you do. Um let's knock these, uh let's get to 15 and Get this thing wrapped up, KU. All right. Uh, number 14, Shaq Barrett. Uh, four years, $68 million, 40 guaranteed is what's being him. predicted. Um, I, I would love to have him. Hey, that would be perfect for you. Yeah, but four years, 68, 40 guaranteed. I don't, Buffalo can't afford that. They, look, I, I'm the one that always say if a team want to make it happen, they get creative. So yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna rule it out, but the way Buffalo cap space is, it's going to be tough. That is true. Uh and rounding out the top 15, safety Marcus Williams. Uh got him staying with the Raiders four years, 57 million, 30 million guaranteed. Um hmm. I I I I don't want to pay a lot for uh safeties. I just I can't, but I mean that's just me. 
Well, you you got burned. You're getting burned on um, Latin Commons right now. Right. So you know you're you're kind of <laughs> you're kind of skeptical of safeties right now. Mm-hmm. You know. So I understand that. But um, if you could bring a safety in, but and he he plays for the Saints now, I believe. I think he plays for the Saints now. He's a free agent now, but he's they they're predicting him to sign with the Raiders. Right. So yeah, I, man, look, you've seen it here in Washington, live and in person. How how if you get the right safety, how they can change the game. So I know you you know waiting on Landon Collins and. Y'all done tied up a lot of money in safety, so it's not feasible for y'all to spend. But, yeah, if you can get the right safety that can control that defense and dictate it and control your, you know, have good range and hitting, I mean, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I would love to have it. I would love to have that type of dominance in the secondary again, as well as the dominance we have up front. It would be great to have a top five defense, top three, dare I say it, for the whole entire season. And, you know, it shows where the offense can still run and the defense is like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We got your back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, moving down this list, a couple honorable mentions that one surprising is Ryan Fitzpatrick at number 17. They's talking about him going back to Miami one year, ten million, fully guaranteed. Are you giving Ryan Fitzpatrick ten million dollars, fully yeah. guaranteed? You have to. So you don't have any faith in Tua, Tunga Vailoa. Uh, it's not hey, that you have break. faith. You, it's not that you don't have faith in him. It's still kind of up in the air to see if he can be durable the whole season. So I think for any team that needs a a solid backup, I mean. You, that's something you have to pay for that type of quarterback. I mean, you, we know what he what he does, what he can bring to the table, and it seemed like for for a while when he was playing, it seemed like he wasn't going to have that Fitz letdown. He, he was playing up the par for a while, and they pulled him for two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think if you're Miami, that's that's the insurance policy you have to pay that price. And he's already familiar with your system. True, indeed. And uh, right under him at 18 is Richard Sherman. Uh, they talking about Raiders, two years, $28 million, uh, 18 guaranteed. Uh, surprisingly, J.J. Watt is 20. And like you said earlier, he's talking about Cleveland. Um, Cleveland is on the rise. This is, ain't, this is not your father's and grandfather's Cleveland. Um, they're on the rise. Playoff team, I can see it. And uh, matter of fact, I think we were talking about it Sunday. Uh, you said Green Bay. I said I could see Cleveland with him and, and Miles Garrett. So I, I I can't you know thumb my nose at that. Uh, Aaron Jones is on this list. Uh, Juju is number twenty four. They got him going to the Jets. Uh, sixty eight million thirty five guaranteed. Uh, I kind of sort of be surprised, but if you leave Pittsburgh, Juju, to go to the Jets at San Antonio Holmes, how that happened? It's not gonna be great. I don't think he, he's going to have a choice. Hmm? It's not like he produced top 10, top 15 numbers in the league. Like he was for, for all the attention he, he, he wanted. He was very disappointing. I mean, he, 
not even a second wide receiver. The numbers he put up this year were, you know, it's – and Pittsburgh is just that type of team. They, they draft well. They can replace They can replace him. I, I would – if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm putting that money elsewhere. Right. Uh, Pouncey just retired, you know. Um, and then you got other receivers on this list that's way better than Juju. Mm-hmm. That would love to play for Pittsburgh. Just imagine if you can, if you if you can get get one of these receivers that maybe slip out of that franchise tag, and you could play with Big Ben. So yeah, that's that's gonna yeah. be something to keep an eye on. I, I'm not I'm not signing Juju back if I'm Pittsburgh. He can go. Corvette, Corvette. Um, <laughs> another name on this list that's surprising that he's so low. Is Jameis Winston, and that when we're talking about free agent quarterback, especially here in Washington, Jameis is not getting the the the, the talking that everybody else is getting. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick is a, above Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston has more upside than Fitzpatrick, but that's just me. They got him to resign him with uh, New Orleans, one get five million fully guaranteed. He might be their starter. Uh, Jadavian Clowney. I, I know that's somebody that you're interested in. Uh, are you willing to pay 13 million fully guaranteed for one year? Like I said, you, you know, with, with those type of play, you don't you don't really have a choice. You know, you because Jadavion Clowney is not going to get a three four year contract. He's he's on a year to year basis. He mm-hmm. you know a year with some incentives. You got to prove to me you want to play football. He, but when he does play football. He's very good at it, but he's just one of those players that, you know, he'll just be in another land and won't won't show up. And you know that I mean, but and that's the risk you're taking signing somebody like that. I agree. Um, moving down a little bit further, uh, Antonio Brown. He said he wants to go back to Tampa Bay, two million dollars. Uh, fully guaranteed, but incentives can raise the four million. That's a good move for Tampa Bay. Good move for him because he made his incentives last year in that short amount of time he played. Now, a name that I'm interested in, I didn't even know was on this list: Russell Okun. As a tackle, here in Washington, three years, fifty million, thirty-two and a half guaranteed. We need a tackle. That would be awesome. They got him. They got him signed into Washington. Yeah, that's they got him signing to Washington. That's what Pro Football Focus is predicting. Interesting. He has he has uh ties to Washington. Marty Herney, who traded for Okung as general manager for the Carolina Panthers back in 2020, is now the executive vice president of football player personnel. Interesting, so, interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh Alejandro Villanueva, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton. Andy and Delonte might like this. The Red Rifle might go to Denver. Two years, ten million dollars, eight million guaranteed. That would be a, a stopgap plug for Denver. That would that would definitely improve their quarterback situation. It's definitely not a it's definitely not a long term fix, but it's definitely somebody that can step in and maybe get them to a wild card. You know what I'm saying? You don't think Drew Locke can do that? Ah. Uh, I'm not sure, man. I'm, I'm about giving people chances. Um, it just depends on what Denver 
if they want right now or they, if they want to see if Drew Locke can do it. I mean, you know what you're getting with Andy Dalton. You know you got some weapons. So, you know, he can, you know, he can fling the ball around. He, you know, he's he's a he's a decent, you know, CC quarterback, you know. Um, but it just depends on what route Denver wants to go. It, I mean, because if they get Deshaun Watson, they're gonna they're gonna kick Drew Lock out of the facility themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends on if they're uh, if they're willing to wait to see if he can, or if they're in a win now attitude. Let's get something you know going, or how they want to do it. it. It's just whatever what that what their mentality is. Uh, Shaquille Griffin is number thirty-seven. Um. Matt Milano, you you mentioned they got him going to Detroit. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is very, very low on this list. He's number 39. Uh, who else we got? Da, 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 da. Curtis Samuel. Aaron Jones is number 45. I, I don't understand how he's that far down. They got him going to the Dolphins. Uh, four years, 46 million, 25 guaranteed. I don't think Green Bay is letting him walk. He is one of Aaron Rodgers' biggest targets, but Aaron Rodgers he even said he said he, even his job is up for grabs. So anybody's probably disposable in Green Bay right about now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. It all, it, it all starts with Aaron Rodgers. If, if that falls apart, then don't really nothing else matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if twelve don't sign back, or twelve decides to do something else, I don't. It, nobody else cares what happens in Green Bay. You know, so. Well, uh, last but not least, number 48, Marvin Jones. Um, I know you said that you, you'd be good without another receiver, but I'd like to see you guys sign Marvin Jones. And this is three years, 27 million, uh, 16 and a half guaranteed. Uh, and that's all courtesy of pro football focus. I would like to see you guys sign him because I think it would be pretty daggone good to have another weapon uh, and a, a viable weapon next to Stefan Diggs. And that's just me on the outside of Buffalo looking in. You know, I got my face pressed up against the glass, seeing what y'all cooking in there. And I'm just saying, you know, add a little uh, slap your mama seasoning, a little Creole seasoning, and you might have something good there. Well, we'll see. You know, like I said, I ain't, I ain't pressed for a receiver. The, the receivers we had took us to the AFC Championship game and a bad game by Josh Allen and a, and a lack of, I might not even say a lack of pass rush, absolutely zero pass rush got us beat. So mm-hmm. if you bring the same offense back with a little tweak here and there, and you have to go get some defensive line. That's where I'm in. That's where I'm in tonight. I'm not even going to go into the Buffalo Bill defensive line. Thing. I'm going to end it there. All right. And that's where we'll put a pin in it until Thursday night. And we'll be back with the Thursday night throwdown. Uh, That's the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. Thank you all for listening. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace.